I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us uh, this evening, we have producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound guy, Joe. Check one, two, <laughs> aloha. No, that's not right. No, that's <laughs> close. <laughs> We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so and we turned it into a podcast. Yeah, and tonight we are continuing our trip through Canadian Memory Lane. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, doctor coming to you from my bidet. And I was thinking, I'd really like a nice cold beer. So can you all buy me a beer, please? Not a coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com, click on buy me a coffee, and buy me a beer. Just click on the link on our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Sign up for a membership. You get premium content. Whiskey Wisdom with Father Joe. Plus, we've got a few other things in the works. That's true. And make sure you pick up some ILB swag at our online store. Links to both Buy Me a Coffee and ILB store are on our website's homepage, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And make sure you find and follow us on social media at ilikebeerthepodcast.com, uh, on Instagram, Oh, I'm sorry. It's I like I like beer the podcast on Instagram. I like beer the Poe one, and I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. We picked up a lot of followers out of Canada. Yes, we did. James just uh, sent me a message. We met him over at uh, Driftwood. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. So good. hey, James, if you're listening, thanks for the tips for um, breweries to go to. That's right. Yeah. He was um, your Magnum PI guy. That's right. Oh, that's right. Hey, he was very yeah. cool. He had his Detroit, had his Detroit hat on. on. Yeah. 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 So, um, 18 breweries and tap rooms, 100 unique beers in our week in British Columbia on the BC Ale Trail. What a great trip. And, hey, let's let's get into that trip. Let's do it. Let's start with toast, roast, and pour one out. I've got to toast the Irish Times Pub because oh, that was my version of heaven. <laughs> we went there a bunch of nights, so it had to have been. Oh, we heard the Black Angus band playing Irish music. Uh, they did a black and tan with their own house ale to go with Guinness. Uh, and I didn't. I saved this story. I didn't. I didn't tell you guys. I don't think I've told you this story. I may have told Joe in the airport. But I want to toast the hosers at the uh, in the bathroom at the Irish Times Pub because right. I went in that that first night, which I believe was four twenty. It and I may have connected <laughs> yeah. to this, uh, but they were in there, and I I couldn't tell if they were playing a joke, if they were doing like an imitation of Bob and Doug McKenzie, or if that's how they really talked. They they were stoned out of their minds. They really <laughs> re- or sure. or they had been in a hot box and just smelled mm-hmm. like reefer, but. Uh, they were doing a whole thing. Hey, there's a, our friend just saw a ghost, eh? A ghost in the girls' restroom, eh? Oh, there's a ghost in there. You know, this place is haunted, eh? You don't want to be here. And the whole thing, and I thought, they've got to be, the way they're talking, that sounds so like uh, a yeah, comedy skit. Yeah. And they came out, and they were still talking that way, and my wife was coming out of the women's restroom. I said, did you see a ghost in there? Go back and look. And they're like, it's in the mirror, eh? You, we're getting out of here, eh? We're going somewhere else. <laughs> Take off, they, eh? They were awesome. And I, I wanted to just stand there and talk to them yeah all night but my wife wasn't having that so plus you had to get back to the music yeah, that's you're, right you're black and tan so irish times pub black angus band great place great time yeah very good uh i got a couple quick hitters uh number one i'm gonna toast the weather 
Because it was supposed oh to rain gosh, on us yeah. the whole time, and it did not. And we had unbelievable weather, especially the days we went out, uh, you know, whale watching that kind of stuff. What? How unbelievable was that? And uh, just it was awesome. So that weather cooperated. I don't know if we brought it. I don't know what it was, but it was awesome. You uh, you do bring an aura of sunshine around you wherever you, you go. Do. Appreciate That's that. True. Yeah, yeah. I try. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, Brad. Our security, oh, uh, our security yep, sure. detail, yeah, and slash driver, because yeah. uh, he he stepped up big. We had the one night where that one fan was trying to get a little close, and uh, he he took care of it. So uh, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Nanaimo bars. Right. I mean, you guys right. got to taste them. Uh, best dessert ever. That's a good dessert. Uh, so so those are my uh, my my toast there. Um, it Jeff, was, you it know was, what they don't remember, right? <laughs> what do they not remember oh three championships yes i yes. have that on my pour one out yeah i'll lead you into your there I'm, I'm leading you into your championships go yeah, ahead i'm gonna go into my pour which is a uh, uh, gentleman in uh the village pub tap room had a few too many he may have started four or five days earlier and he was one of the most i would say one of the loudest human beings yes. i've ever been around yeah, loud, yeah. for sure. uh, built like a cube and he was going on and on about no one remembers his three championships and that's what people don't remember and if they and he was working the the room getting in front of people's face in people's faces and very aggressive uh, belligerent and when he got to our table brad uh stepped in and explained to him this was a private party and that he would be moving <laughs> along and he looked at him and looked up at him and kept looking up at him and said yeah then he moved along i'm out of here <laughs> he did move right along <laughs> yeah that was very good. And Brett, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Brad? Oh, well, Brad's just one of our old old friends, but he's also a retired uh, police, uh, police officer, officer, and he's also a uh, I don't even know how many time black belt, like world degree, champion, yeah, like yeah, world champion yeah. in Taekwondo. So he was uh, he's the perfect guy to have uh, have there. And, have and we back. need him for crowd control more than oh once. my gosh, especially yeah, yeah. So. I had my stint at Bouncer, but I would not yeah. have taken on that guy. No, that guy was <laughs> new. Me neither. He was a big dude. And I was equal size, yeah. but I wasn't going to take him on either. Uh, yeah, so that'll fit in my roast. Yes, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, because uh, I was also, you know, Brad was there to help us with the UVIC uh, event. Um, but I'm going to roast ourselves because missed opportunity again. We counted on the kids at UVIC to, to record the event, and it never got recorded. Never you got see it. the pictures on Instagram yeah. and uh, Twitter. But uh, we got to speak to the kids over at UVic at their student union, which we had a tap room with excellent beers, yeah, no, honey lagers, yeah. and yeah. and uh, blue buck, and blue buck, all that stuff, pale yeah. ale, yeah. So that was a fun event, but there was no record, there's no recording of it, just just yeah. photos. It'll live on. It's like an urban legend, Man, yeah, that's yeah. Right. But Brad kept the kids, you know, not at bay, but but made sure that they came one at a time, right? Because right. sure. we love adoring fans, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, but. You know, I can only smile for so long for right, the pictures right. and stuff. So, but yes. <laughs> so, um, my roast is I'm roasting the United States because uh, we are still requiring um, a vaccine to travel by air into the United States. So we did not need a vaccine or not vaccine. I'm sorry. We you do need a vaccine. You did not need a proof of a negative test. So we are all vaccinated, um, and you do need to show a vaccine to fly into Canada or most countries. Um, but to fly back to the U.S., you must have a negative COVID test within the last 24 hours, but only to fly. You can come across the border on on foot. Yep. Uh, you can drive across the border. Um, you can come by ferry across the border. You don't need that that negative test. So I thought that was kind of silly. And especially now that we're at the point where you don't even need to wear a mask in airports or on a plane anymore. Um, it just seems kind of silly. It was a big hassle. 
Yeah, and and, and 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 they don't make it the easiest. So in terms of from a flying standpoint, you have to. It becomes a very long day that day to, to travel to because you got to incorporate that in there. So uh, I'm just going to roast us because I there's someone's got to be getting paid by that. Yep. That's my take on it. That's the only reason why they're still going with it because you don't need to do it for anywhere else. It's called um, revenue recovery. There you have it. So, <laughs> anyways, you got a pour. Uh, I do have a pour. Um, I'm pouring when I got two pours. First one is I'm pouring one out for toilet paper. Oh no! Yeah, because really? uh, we stayed in a really nice Airbnb, oh, this is true, and yeah. uh, the 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 bathroom <laughs> facility that I had access to had a bidet. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I am a convert. I spent a lot of time uh, just figuring out how it works and stuff. And I now understand what the doc's talking about. Um, it's uh, it is a, a pretty impressive and amazing <laughs> thing. Deal. So you got your first deal. summer to do list. Yeah, done. it's actually on the summer to do list. Uh, I will be installing one at the house yeah, once nice. uh, once school is out. Uh, and then uh, my my number two, the other one I'm pouring out. Uh, we probably the worst beer we had, uh, was this beet sour. Ooh. And all oh, I'm just saying gosh, is I'm just, yeah. if you see one of those pour it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just pour it out. You don't, yeah. you don't need beet sour in your life. Just don't even try it. Just pour it out. Beets do not need to be in a sour. That doesn't right. need to be the, what you're flavoring your beer with. The Ukrainian has a beet Imperial stout. Yeah. Uh, the Ukrainian beer, but, but that, I, that makes more I, sense. I, I can the see beet it. Sour. were not flavors yeah, working yeah. together. Not like I said, like that was the primary flavor of the beer. That is a fair pour. Thank you. And like I said, it's just, I'm not, it's not one of those things where we're saying, don't just pour it out. If you just see it, out. just yeah. grab it and pour it out. That's all I'm saying with that thing. <laughs> not into a plant that <laughs> yeah. it might kill yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I'm actually, honestly not, I'm not saying you can make it. Yeah. That's great. People can make them all over the world, but if you see one, <laughs> pour it out. That's good advice. Yeah. Right there. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been toast roast and pour one out. We went to a lot of great breweries, but from your visits earlier, the number one on my list going in was Phillips. Yeah, Phillips was fun. And you know what? It's great because I'd been there, like I guess that was January of 2020 or yeah, right before COVID, right before everything shut down. I'd been there like a month before and I was so impressed with it and it was kind of cool. So here you go back two and a half plus years later and it was it was even better, I think, in some ways. Um you know their beers are, are are still just as good, and they've added a few, and they were fantastic. And, and then the venue, just the venue is awesome. Everywhere you look is something cool. Yeah, the design of it. The, yeah, the, their whole sour aging thing was really cool, and their barrel aging and setup, and it was just neat. And so we went there, and and it was a, about a block from our hotel room. Yeah, so it was walking <laughs> distance. Yeah, <laughs> that was phone. also very yeah. cool. Yeah, and there we got to meet Adam Ennis, the head brewer of Phillips. Let's hear some of that talent. You've told me about this brewery for a couple years. We finally made it here. Tell us where we're at. So I'm very excited. Yeah, Phillips, uh, from the first time I came to and doing breweries here on, on Vancouver Island, this has been my favorite brewery. I uh, really like their beers a lot, so I'm really excited to that we got here and we got a little bit behind the scenes here. Behind the scenes with Andy. Andy Innes. Hi, Andy. Hey, good to meet you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming. Tell That's us a lot of pressure, that intro. Oh, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, no, it really is. And oh. I, I think I've been to almost every brewery here. We hit what, uh, Bad Dog today, so that's another one off the list. I think there's only like one I haven't been to on the island, and this this is uh, it really is one of my favorites. Yeah, cool. So, Andy, tell us about your what role do you play here at Phillips? I'm the head brewer, so sort of just kind of leading the charge on the floor uh, for brewing with uh, myself and five other guys, and then my manager. That's our whole team. Um, I for think, all of this? Yeah, I know. I think I think we're a pretty lean team too, but we get it done. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Everything from uh, 
just day to day shifting a lot of brewing myself and I'll take on whatever role I need to do and training some recipe development working kind of have my hands everywhere which is fun keeps me busy and uh, I like that. I'm a bit of ADD, so it's nice to be <laughs> have a little uh, foot in every door. Yeah. So how did you get into brewing? I was homebrewing, and uh, I finished my bachelor's degree. I was at UBC. I grew up in Vancouver, and I just felt like I didn't want to keep doing that as a career, and I wanted to do something that was a little bit creative, but also maybe a skilled trade. I wanted to find a program that would let me do that, and I was a really crappy tattoo artist. <laughs> so, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I saw that there was a program out in Niagara um, for brewing because I knew someone who had done, my girlfriend's best friend did the wine program there. I applied, they wouldn't take me, but I found the same program in Alberta. Um, I got the hell out there and did that for my first, like, it was the first class of people they took in. It was a two-year program at the time. It was super intensive. They built a brewery there and uh, they kind of just ran us through the paces. It was like this intense boot camp, basically, and I got a lot of time on stainless. I just had a lot of practice, a lot of fun, met a lot of really good folks. Um, that was two years, and then graduated in 2015, and then got this job right away. So that's that's kind of that, and then I've been here since then. So you left that program, and then right to Phillips. Well, what happened was uh, I hadn't really picked up a job because you know everyone was networking out in Alberta, and they were mostly from Alberta. Um, but I didn't want to work in Alberta; I wanted to come back to the West Coast. I was pretty excited to do that, see my family and friends, and. Uh, Matt needed a brewer fast, and he called my professor and said, do you have anyone? And he recommended me because he knew I wanted to be out here, and I didn't have anything lined up yet, so it happened quick. I, I came out here for an interview. Four or five days later, I think I had to move out here and start work. Nice. I just had everything in the back of my Jeep, and that was it. And it was, uh, it's kind of, like honestly feels like it's been a whirlwind since then, um, but here we are. You know, this is a massive facility. That was a lean team, and, a, and a, yeah. you jumped yeah. right in both yeah. feet. Yeah, it was good. Well, it was trial by fire. I guess it worked out for right. me. And the beers are fantastic, so it's all working. Thank you. Yeah. You, wanna, you brought some beer here. Let's try one. Okay, oh. yeah. Well, I've got a few. Um, not the most exciting range because it's all firmly in the pale ale category, but I chose them just because this is what I enjoy, and uh, they all sort of speak to the last few years here at Phillips. Blue Buck being a bit of our flagship and what we're really well known for, um, and I think What's cool about it is that it continues to be what we're well known right. for. I don't, I don't necessarily understand Blue Buck and the phenomenon that it is, and I don't know if anyone really does, but the staying power always amazes me. Yeah, we uh, enjoyed a few pictures of yeah. this. Uh, yeah. We were speaking to the kids at UVic uh, yesterday yeah. up on the stage, yeah, and, yeah. and we were drinking pictures of this. There you go. Like People continue to be excited about it this many years on, and that is so cool to see when you get to be a part of that. I, I, it is what it is. It's a good beer. It's a good beer. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And it's a, if people have it, and they like it, and... People like consistency in their beer sometimes. You know, most people yeah. beer drinkers do, and and so I think it's a it's a it's probably I think it's the first one I had. I was at some restaurant, I had it, and I'm okay. And then when we were here, I'm like, we we've got to come to, to Phillips. Yeah, I remember drinking it. I was underage, and that's how old this brand is. And uh, I remember like, holy shit, this is a bitter beer. Yeah. I remember being like, man, I don't know, I can't even. It was a long time ago, and obviously my palate's changed. I don't think the beer has much. I hear it's pretty faithful to the original. Yeah. We try anyways. Um, the only difference is we're malting in-house now, and we malt our own toasted malt oh, to give cool. it the color and character. Nice. Like kind of, sort of a Munich malt, right. basically. Yeah. Um, that's really all that's changed. Keep the hops yeah, the no, same. It's, it's, a, it's a delicious beer. Well, cheers. Thanks. Cheers. cheers, guys. Yeah. Oh, it takes me back all the way to yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we were here last night. Uh, so we pre-gamed this uh, thing. So, That's awesome. But yeah. Some no. research. 
Oh, that is a great way. We we've talked about more than once. It's awfully hard to find a pale ale, true pale ale in San Diego, and it's something we miss. Tom, our, Tom here was went to Chico State, so he'd... Uh, yeah, you've seen it. Right, right, and, and it's something we used to have 10, 12 years ago all over San Diego, and it's disappeared. The IPA has that's what I love ruled too, the day, and, and we're so excited. To, that's been the, the one big... One where I can find ESPs here, mm -hmm. which is surprised me but how many great pale ales yeah. falling in love with the style again yeah esbs are a real heritage beer for bc brewing going back uh to the beginning of sorry my timer going off um <laughs> esbs go way back here which is cool um but yeah i agree with you I, I just love like a perfectly crafted pale ale i love sierra nevada i think that uh there's a lot of sierra nevada in the dna of a lot of our beers because that's what inspired matt when he started this place up and we keep making hoppy beers and no one's complained yet so thankful for that there must be some water challenges, or, or water makes something unique out of your pale ales? No, we're super lucky with water. Yeah, uh, yeah we have good water. Um, pretty soft, relatively soft. We don't build it up much. Um, but I think it does help, yeah. I think so. Yep. I think it fits the, uh, yeah. the pale ale style really well. So you've got three different pale ales. Yeah. We're lucky if we can find a brewery with one pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got three. So distinctions between the three? Yeah, I chose these three because they're great, but also they tell a bit of the story here. So Glitter Bomb, uh, I remember here when I started, it was a big deal if we couldn't get a beer clear. That was the spec on the beer. We like to be consistent. Um, hazy beers were the devil. And you know, if we had to, we'd dump a batch because it didn't come out the way we wanted it. Now, sometimes we can't keep beers hazy enough, which is like a common <laughs> problem in breweries, but it's super funny to me to see that change. Um, Glitter Bomb was the first big hazy beer that we did full time. Uh, it's a hazy pale ale. It's well dry hopped, low bitterness in the kettle, um, a lot of a lot of wheat, some oats, and I love this beer. It won a gold medal a couple years ago at the Canadian Brewing Awards. I'm really proud of that. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. I like the beer, um, and I think that the fact that people are still enjoying it, even though hazies have not come and gone, but just evolved so much. Like the beer scene is fast moving. I don't know what we're doing anymore. Things change overnight, <laughs> and. Um, we're in this real post-contemporary beer landscape where I don't think there's any rules to the game anymore, <laughs> at least up here. But uh, no, I was mixing beers last night. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get anyone in trouble at the bar, but I, you did a little I, I did create today's beer. Yeah, that's did you? The Stout of Sours Rex. That's awesome. Yeah, with your taking your uh, velvet stout, yeah, two thirds that, and then a, a third of that that uh, blackberry sour, the dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, it's a magic amazing. beer. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> want everyone giving me credit for it. And I don't want people, after we leave here, they don't have to keep talking about it, what a but, wonderful man he was. No. But it was, it, was, it was exciting. You can leave your mark on this place. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. So um, while we open up a glitter bomb, can you tell us a little bit about Phillips and its history, its story? Yeah, I don't want to speak for Matt, but uh, I can kind of tell the story that this place has become known for. He uh, could not get a loan to open up the brewery of his dreams and ended up rapidly uh, applying for a bunch of credit cards and maxing them out uh, just to get his foot in the door in a space across uh, the bay in Esquimalt. Um, and uh, was brewing a few beers there. I think it was going well, I don't know. Uh, he had a bit of a beer flood and got kicked out. And uh, that's sort of the story we tell is that, you know, bootstrapping and um, from a bit of tragedy or a bit of a mishap comes something special. Um, he ended up in a new space uh, and, you know, the story of his origins are kind of all around town. Like I, I took my car to the, to the, uh, 
to the mechanic the other day, and he was telling me stories about how he used to fix up the blue truck that Matt used to do deliveries in. Um, blue truck was the name of their first pale ale, and uh, they had a cease and desist slapped on that from another brewery, and it ended up becoming blue buck. Blue buck. So like, yeah. this is a trend you're seeing, yeah. like you know, turning lemons into like lemonade. The, and then that becomes the flagship beer, and you can't make enough of it. Yeah. And I think that the last part that I think of when I think about the origin of the brewery is just the DIY mindset. Um, really, 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 Matt wants everything to originate from within. And uh, it still happens because we have a really robust maintenance and engineering department. So we do as much as we can in-house. And they're really proud of that. We're proud of it. I like working with those guys. So that's the mindset we adopt when we brew. You know, I, I believe Matt was building fermenters, you know, stainless welding them up at, at the beginning, which is a wild undertaking. And I think my understanding is he was building two and then selling one out of every two to fund the rest of the operation, right? And so I love that style of thinking. And uh, we still have it today. Matt's still involved and uh, a nice guy to have around and lean on. Well, everything from the from the graphic design of the swag to the, the venue itself and the design and the uh, entertainment value of just sitting in the place and looking at everything. Everything's got a purpose, but everything's fun to look at. Cool. And then... The innovation, the barrel system we were just looking yeah. at. Yeah. Tell us about that. Okay, that's well, that one's fun. It came out of left field for me because Matt was not a sour beer fan when I started here. Um, but one day he just came up to me and told me that he'd kind of uh, inspired by like a Burton Union system, if you might be familiar with that, just a style of continuous and uh, recirculative fermentation in barrels. Um, inspired by that, he brought in some French wine barrels and... Uh, hooked up some stainless so that it would recirculate continuously through the barrels, maximizing the contact on oak. And he's like, just gave it to me and said, have some fun with this and make some sour beer. I was like, okay. Um, we've tweaked it and we've turned it over five or six times now. And the beer that comes out of it is excellent. It sours sharply. It is like enamel stripping sour to the point where <laughs> sometimes I'm blending it so that it's more palatable to folks. So I like that. I really like lambics and you know Belgian goose beer, stuff that inspired me to start brewing at the beginning. Um, there's a bit of that in there with the wood and um, a lot of different cultures. I've got seven or eight bugs swimming around in there that I know of. <laughs> uh, probably more I don't even want to know about. Um, and I love the beer it puts out. We just did a kind of a potato-based golden sour, and I'm going to salt it. It's kind of like a potato chip style uh, inspired oh, wow. beer. Yeah. It's not released yet, but uh, you can tease that one. I, I don't know how many of your fans are going to be able to come get these beers. They're going to be We're going to tell them all to come up here. And yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I would say the sour one, the, the, the dinosaur. That was my favorite, like last night, of one I hadn't had. And I was like, what, what a great beer. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about choosing that one for a tasting yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's evolved into its own kind of like sub-brand or umbrella, a little family of beers. So we, we, we kind of uh, circulate different flavors through the, through the brand. And we have a mixed pack of it now, which is wild. So four different dinosaur beers. And yeah, it's been really fun. It's been a big draft beer for us. People seem excited. Yeah. I'm kind of scared how much we're going to have to brew with <laughs> summer coming up and festivals and yeah. draft. So your, your beer drinkers here, uh, they're, they're discerning. They have, a, they'll tr they have different things they like to try, or you have your sour people, you have your IPA people. I think people here are really into variety. And part of the culture in Victoria, you, we're spoiled for craft breweries. Craft breweries have been a big part of the culture here for a long time because you know, some of the first ones in the province were here. And uh, people have come to expect new fun things, old staples, 
and consistency all at once. And uh, I, I mean, we do a lot of different beers, and I feel like that's taken for granted by people, and I feel like that's just fine by me, but... Um, you walk yeah. in, they got the same 16 as yeah. three days ago. And they all have to be perfect, and yeah. uh, that's, that's okay. That's what we do, right? So um, I, I do think people appreciate the variety, um, and people are very willing to try new things out here. So um, that works well for us. We get to be creative. We got one more beer. What's this? Tiger Shark. So a bit of a more session pale ale, also with a dry hop. Um, we originally released it as a Citra Pale Ale, but we found like people don't maybe necessarily know their hops or, or, or aren't too worried about what hops are in the beer. Um, we kind of just, you know, smoothed it over and released it as just like a, a straight up pale ale now with uh, still a lot of Citra as the dominant hop, and right. you'll taste that if you know it. Um, but this beer's been really good to us too, and it won a Golden Session Ale last year at the Canadian Brewing Awards. We like this beer. It fits into all the mix packs so nicely because it's just, uh, it goes with other beers. If you're doing a session, it, it fits into the flight. I just like it. It's uh, it's bright. You don't have to think about it too much, but there's a lot of flavor. Not too bitter, mm -hmm. but it's got some bitterness. I'm a fan. They're very balanced. Nice fin like The finish of it's super smooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all three. Excellent. All three, excellent. I'm glad you like them. I didn't get super creative, but I just no, wanted to okay. do it. <laughs> but sometimes you highlight, like I said, you highlight which, you know, the, the, those are the ones that people come in. I think it's a good, like you said, it's kind of a good flight. Kind of takes you through the, yeah. you know. But also the, the, the range of what a pale ale can be. Could be, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? There's a lot you of know, the, the blue buck takes you back to 95, 96. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> right. even here, maybe this takes yeah. you back to just before a hazy, but right. no dry hop, light dry hop, massive and dry then hop. And the glitter bomb is today. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hazy, the hazy train. Yeah. We've released a lot more hazy beers since, um, it's kind of paved the way for us in that, in that segment. So you mentioned summer, uh, big plans. What, what's Phillips got in the works for summer? What, let's tease some summer stuff for people okay. coming on trips. They're, they're looking for a vacation and they're coming up to yeah. Vancouver to, to drink beer. Biggest thing would be finally having festivals in the backyard again. Cause that's a big part of what Phillips is about. It's what I loved about this place when I started, but hasn't been able to go down the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Um, just playing it safe, we haven't hosted the festivals, but we're super excited to do it this year. We've had all this time now to put uh, resources and effort into all these in, you know, innovations. Um, if you're coming to the festivals this year, the washrooms are so damn cool. I think I, I would be, you know, you should never be excited for a toilet, except in this case, I, I think everyone's gonna be stoked. It, the, the maintenance team did that in-house as well. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but we basically... Oh. Big washroom surprises. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. There, is there a bidet involved? I wish. No. <laughs> um, but there's lots of beer, so, you know, That's get good. creative. Uh, yeah, and then uh, good bands um, and just a fun... It's such a cool vibe to go back there and see how it transforms. Amazing to see it transform when you work here day to day and then to that festival. Even for us, it looks so much different. And it, to welcome everyone in here is so missed um so i'm looking forward to that and then for beers we're doing a bit of a different style program this year we're changing all of our uh specialty releases every month into heritage beers because it's our 20th anniversary um so we've released uh a bit of an obscure sour from the past the thorny horn did you see it out there okay no, no. that one was a funny one check the instagram for the story on why we did that we just had a one dude who'd been uh i'm not gonna say harassing but very, very uh, adamantly requesting it on social media for years now. We wanted the return of this beer that 
I don't know if anyone remembered, but I remember brewing it. It was one of the first sours we did. It's like a raspberry brown sour. Um, but we brought it back just for a laugh. That's funny. Um, and we did, uh, we did the Nine Donkeys of the Apocalypse, which was a, an anniversary <laughs> beer from oh, years ago. I love that. Um, oh. That one made a comeback. Um, another one that I forget right now, and uh, I think I've, I've seen the lineup coming out for the whole rest of the year, and it's really fun. Um, some beers in that lineup that people have been asking us to brew for years. Uh, so there's a lot to be excited about there. Yeah. Great. Well, well, talent is uh, often tempered in his enthusiasm, so he doesn't get our hopes up, but he has sung your praises, and it's all you said and more. Yeah, no, I agree. It's <laughs> a, each time I come back, I enjoy it more and more and, and find a new beer, and, and like I said, and go back to some old ones like the Blue Buck. So, well, yeah. Andy Ennis, head brewer at Phillips Brewing, thank you. It was a pleasure yeah. to meet you guys. Cheers. Thanks for the time. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the time. And a brewery we had on our list, Strange Fellows. Yeah, uh, cool design, and and we were suckered in. I think from the design from the beginning, right? Just how just, cool their logos were. And, it's just a unique place, and glad we went over there. I agree. Um, it was a bit of a drive for us from some of the places, so we're, you know, it's just really where we went. Because keep in mind, we're traveling with sixteen. Right, right. <laughs> it's a it's, good note. Yes, yeah. uh, and when we change our minds about where we're going, it's kind of like trying to turn an aircraft carrier yeah. around the, the uh, term hurting cats yeah. applies yeah. yes we're at strange fellows brewing and we're sitting down with tristan hello hey guys how are you yeah thanks for joining us welcome to canada i'm glad yeah. you made it i'm yeah. glad i'm glad the weather held out oh, for you we brought phenomenal. sunshine yeah. with yeah, us yeah you must yeah. have i don't know what it's like down where you're from but it's been very crazy up here yeah. the last few we've days been, we've been blessed with some beautiful weather all right so. just stick around here if you brought yeah. the weather don't go anywhere all right i can't handle any more rain very good Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. And and welcome. We're excited to visit this venue, which is enormous. I was expecting something much smaller. Tell yeah. us a little bit about the Strange Fellows Brewing venue. Well, I see you found the tall ceilings already, so that's a bonus. No one's going to hit their heads. This used to be a big old giant carpet warehouse until the brewmasters and the owners got their hands on it and converted it kind of slowly, bit by bit. Uh, we opened in 2014 folks that run it super super nice guys ian aaron and uh ian's wife christine they got her running here in 2014 ian was the brewmaster um of a shop in yale town for a number of years and he had a pretty good reputation of being um uh, really talented with like old school kind of belgian european style beers and once he got the uh, investment and the capital together he and aaron and christine got this place going and we've just been slowly kind of building a name for ourselves in vancouver for well, I guess eight, seven and a half years now. Wow, time flies by. Yes, it does. <laughs> I remember when I worked in restaurants in like 2014 and I saw that we carried their beer here and I was like, I've never heard of these guys. So yeah, that's this. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done a really, really awesome job of kind of, you know, helping sort of like shape and guide the craft beer scene in Vancouver. Um, and yeah, we, we love it here. Yeah. And it has an art studio vibe to it. But it, it has a, a history in the building, right? Well, yeah. Well, so Christine herself is an artist. And pretty much every bit of uh, branding, all the artwork on our cans and our bottles and our swag is all done by her. And she's also got um, a gallery in the back that's curated by our staff here. And we have different local artists every month showing off their stuff. And we do all sorts of cool things there. We do like uh, we do art shows. We did a we had a drag queen show here. <laughs> we had a burlesque show here. We had a rock show here a few nice. days ago. Yeah, we do a lot of weird stuff here. Yeah, 
And if you look hard enough, you can still see the bones of the carpet warehouse. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> We're still working on doing a little bit of tear down. No, but that, I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That it has that feel that this has been a repurposed space that's, that's artistic and creative and exciting. Well, you know, that's the funny thing about Vancouver is all the breweries kind of end up in just the weirdest, strangest spots. Like, they always put them in the weird industrial zones where you would never want to go unless you had a good reason. <laughs> and we're just, you know, trying to give people a good reason to come out to East Van. Right. Yeah. Well, that's right. You, we came in on two different streets yeah. and, and talent said to I me, asked and I said, did you come on the street? I came on because there was about seven breweries in a row. Like, it was just one, two, yeah, three, four. Yeah. We and got a great little neighborhood yeah. here for breweries. And my actually, answer was, yeah. no, no, I did he didn't not. see any of those. So. <laughs> that was not the neighborhood I went through. <laughs> you, yeah, you would not expect to find a brewery on a road right next to what's basically a, a pseudo highway for semi trucks right, but right, here we yeah, are you made yeah, it that's yeah. very cool so yeah. well we're here let's have a beer what would you like uh, to share with us so i brought you some samples of uh one a couple that we think we're pretty well known for so the first one that i think is worth checking out is our talisman pale ale this was one of the first beers that um uh ian our brewmaster and owner released going all the way back to 2014 and even though it comes off as, you know, a bit on the, uh, like, minimalist and simple side, it's actually one of the hardest, most complicated recipes we have. Like, Ian worked through a bazillion iterations to get a pale ale that we thought was, you know, flavorful and robust, but also had a very low ABV. Yeah. It's only 4%. So it's um, Cascade um, and Sterling hops primarily. And the idea was just to have kind of a nice balance between malts, hops, citrus aroma, without it being too overbearing just so you could you know you could crush a few of them without feeling it too much and you know hopefully can feel compelled to crush a couple more yeah. this is a fantastic well, I, beer. yeah I'm, I'm actually i didn't realize it was four percent that's yeah. amazing that this much flavor and taste in a yeah. four percent beer and, you know, is... the funny thing is we'll rotate through our tap list like our tap list sometimes changes on the daily but one of you know our guidelines that we try and adhere to is to just always make sure the talisman's on right. the list and it's funny because of that, you know, I kind of overlook it sometimes. Like I always have the persuasion that I can have a talisman whenever I want. Let's try something right. else. Let's try this. But every now and then I feel like I haven't had a talisman in a while. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, I forgot. This is really, really good. I no, would love to have a pale ale like this yeah. in San Diego yeah, because yeah, it's, good the, stuff. The, 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 it's just hoppy enough to be a pale ale and yeah. nothing nothing extra. Yeah. Super clean. Very approachable. Like I said, yeah. you get someone that says, I don't like hop, you know, beer with the bitter or hoppiness, whatever. Yeah. Try you, this beer and you you're going to. We, we, we think this is a really good kind of like gateway Gateway. Beer. I was just going to yeah, use that word. Yeah, so I, we to, use that quite a bit. Yeah. To use this is a perfect gateway. No, it is yeah. a perfect gateway beer. You know, we, we get tons of people that will come in here and be like, hey, I'm not really into things, you know, beyond, you know, right. your Coconies, your MGDs, your right. Miller Lights, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, try a talisman. Yeah. And then before you know it, we got them drinking Imperial Stouts and raspberries. Um, we've also got another one that uh, I feel like I wanted to give you some beers that we that are part of our core lineup. So if anyone's right. listening ever wants to visit, there's a good chance they can still try them. This one here is um, our Beldam Pilsner. And we actually just promoted this to the core lineup maybe in the last month or so. It used to be a seasonal release. We'd release it. Everyone would love it. We would sell out. And then people would be furious with us for right. half a year because we didn't have any more of it. Right, right. And so we've been begging the owners over and over again, like, put it on tap all the time. And, you know, we made it happen. The idea for this one was just kind of like a light beer that would be approachable for every season of the year. Like, it's just um, just as uh, desirable in summertime and winter. So it's a German-style Pilsner. So the idea is, you know, nothing too sweet. It's more on the light, crisp, herbaceous, slightly vegetal side. Uh, Czechs has hops, but German Pilsner malts. And I think it's got a really nice, just like hint of golden straw finish to it. But other yes. than that, it's super clean and smooth. Yeah, very clean, crisp. Even I mean, even on the yeah. 
just looking at it, right? It's just it's super clear, super clean, yeah. and uh, and and you know, it's funny. Light. Your pilsners and your lagers, you know, they sound ostensibly like the most simple beers, but they're also the easiest ones it's to mess, mess up. up. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. you can't yeah. you can't hide it with heavy duty mm, hops. You right. can't mask it with juices or anything. Right. So if you can't get it right, people are gonna know. This is the kind of uh, pilsner lager that I like that has some some character to it, some yeah. body to it, some flavor to it. I um I I got a friend Mickey, and he's a pilsner um, um, obsessive, and he goes in these pilsner pilgrimages. Uh, all over the West Coast, you know, looking for the best ones. And um, I think even before I worked here, he had this one tagged at like his number two or number three, like nationwide. So wow. we're pretty proud of it. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. I know it's our bodyguard that we brought. We don't call him bodyguard, do we? When, yeah. when we're on the road, yeah, we just yeah. call him security. He likes lighter beer. He likes, yeah. he likes yeah. this one a lot. So hired, hired goon? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. love Perfect. that. So he picked this one up and... <laughs> I was okay, talking about yeah, Brad, combo. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, tell, tell us real quick here on a couple of things. So people coming here to visit, obviously, besides these two, what else should people be looking for at your brewery? Um, I think we have a really, really interesting um, uh, large format bottle program where some of our more um, out there, exciting, kind of like experimental style beers that we don't always have on tap, but, you know, we try and have a couple kicking around. Uh, that's where you'll find more of Ian's experimental, like fruited raspberry style beers, which he loves. We do a lot of really cool stuff with old school European saisons of the tart variety. Um, things like our Alexandria Riesling saison, our Strange Resemblance, our Luton Barrel Aged Wild Ale. They're not exactly sours, but you know the yeast and acidification of them gives it a kind of like a bright tart quality. Right. That I think is just really, really, really cool. So those are always my favorite kind of beers to try here. And also check out the gallery. We always have tons of cool local artists showing up really cool things here. I don't really get art. It goes over uh, my head, but I think all the colors are pretty cool. For um, a guy covered in art. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just makes it easy to find that there way. There you go. <laughs> you know? And um, we heard, they're saying around Vancouver... Uh, is it Aaron has the raspberry fetish? Uh, Ian, our brewmaster. Yeah, oh, Ian, yeah, Ian's yeah, the yeah. one with that. You know, 20 years ago, even long before this place opened up, he was just obsessed with raspberry-style beers. So if you're ever in the area, um, ask about things like our Madame Roxanne or our black currant beer, like our little red one. Those are super, super interesting. Yeah, we like them. Very cool. And what's your, what, what do you drink when you, so you say you, you fall back the Talesman. Yeah. Every once in a while you say, it's been a while, i got to get back on that. My favorite beer that we have on the regular here is probably our Guardian Hazy IPA. Um, it's super juicy, it's super light, it's not hop aggressive on the aroma, and it's got just the right amount of bitter on the finish. Like, we, like, like the craft beer scene in Vancouver earlier on, like in the early 2010s, had a huge IPA explosion, and they were... Very robust, very hoppy. I could have two of them, and I'd have to have a nap. Like, yeah. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but, like, I'd like to have more than two beers before I got to tap out. <laughs> and so for a while, I was a little bit, um, you know, uh, apprehensive about diving into the IPA scene, but the Guardian really converted me. I could have, you know, I could have a million of those, and as long as I'm not operating heavy machinery, I'm a, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> there you go. Uh, whenever that one's on tap, that's, like, my go-to post-shift beer. Nice. Um, and we're also releasing... I think I mentioned it a hot second ago. We're doing another run of our Luton. That's won a bunch of awards. That's um, a barrel-aged wild saison. Very bright. It's got lots of, like, sweet and sour citrusy notes to it. Just a hint of kind of, like, um, almost like uh, like saccharine viscosity to it. It's really, really exciting. Um, I can have about one glass of that, and then I got to, you know, I got to cool it. But it's it's pretty awesome. Very good. Yeah. Or just, you know, ask the staff. Everyone's super cool yeah. here. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll always help you out. It's yeah, some great cool. swag. Lots yes. of awesome yeah, yeah. designs. Yeah, really cool. It's a cool venue. Yeah, oh, and yeah, all the all the swag is done by Christine. She's super cool. She does awesome stuff. 
Um, I love it when she pops in and check things out and just show us all the new things that she's working nice. on. We have wine here also. I know that yeah, that's actually that's a big no. That's a big wine, yeah. factor for some of us. That's yeah. what might be the reason we're here first. Oh, yeah, because right? yeah, yeah. so. we we bring the entire entourage. Yeah, and some a, of them demand wine. Our wine drinkers. So. You get a, you get a can of wine. You bring it to the park. You can't that's go right. wrong. That's then you can right. drink beer in parks and alcohol in parks in Vancouver. There finally. you go. Yeah. Another, whole another reason. reason to visit. Yes, that's very. Not good. that it really stopped anybody before, but no. it's like you know. It's good to know you don't have to look over your shoulder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just just don't litter. Well, Tristan, thank you. Yeah, thank you yeah, very my much. My pleasure. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for checking yeah. us out. What a yeah. great start to our trip. Yes, very good. Thank you. You got a million more places to check out in Vancouver, so you know, pace yourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're not doing a great job pacing today, but tomorrow we start pacing. Yes. All right, you got this. Okay. Right. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Cheers. So many more cool places we got to go, but but meeting with uh, Adam and, and Tristan was certainly highlights of the trip. Yeah, and how cool was that? Uh, that where we interviewed Adam was that back area where they had like that. I don't know if it was what it was, but it was a fountain or whatever it is, and he kicks it on with all the it's electrical crazy, and the yeah. lights, and that that was incredible. It was, it was Brewery Disneyland. It was yeah. Brewery Disneyland. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Picture nineteen twenties World Fair. Stuff. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. amazing for sure. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. If you're looking for a place to tour breweries, put. British Columbia on the map, on your map. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Help us continue our podcast by visiting our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Sign up for Buy Us a Coffee. Visit our ILB store. Links in social media. We'd love to keep drinking. Right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer